Shall we read a book from a light in the attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. And I'm Lauren. How's the new pack of spicy kittens? They're not all that spicy. I would say they're like white people spicy, but they're kittens. <laughs> White people's spicy were the spiciest spices flower. <laughs> I mean, I'm a white person who likes spice, but these kittens are not very spicy. Maybe like a British person spicy. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, they're three black kittens. They're about three months old. And usually I get handed spicy kittens to tame, but these ones, they're just, you know, I didn't even have to use welding gloves. Compared to the last batch, they're just like the sweetest things. They're hissing Aww. at me and I'm like, oh, you're just so darling. You're just the sweetest <laughs> look, little kittens. Look at your big fierce boy with your big hisses. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even biting me. Everything's great. There's a couple of neighborhood cats around here that I'm sure just think they are God incarnate because like they don't mind people and so they're walking down the street and like you can they're just all you can pet until they get bored and wander away but they don't seem to you can tell they've never experienced harm probably do not have coyotes in that part of the city there are coyotes in this part of the city and there was a big problem with them last year which i ranted about i think on this podcast right, about how people but... wouldn't fucking stop feeding them well I mean, are they coming into your part of town? Because then maybe people are feeding them cats. They may well have been feeding them cats, but yes, uh, the the last time you were here, there was one particular brewery that was like the hotbed of their activity. Hotbed of coyote activity. Uh, well, I'm glad those cats are having a good time, and I hope they are safe from the coyotes. <laughs> well, what are we talking about? Well, man, Russ, there's plenty to talk about. The... <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this right after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Fucking grand old time uh, that. But I'm going to try not to think about it while I'm reading this. <laughs> hammock. Grandma sent the hammock. The good Lord sent the breeze. I'm here to do the swinging. Now, who's going to move the trees? <laughs> and it is a kid in overalls looking out at... Just sort of an endless expanse. And behind this child is a hammock that is tied on one side to a tree branch. I don't really have anything deep to say about this. It's, this is just kind of a it-happened-to-me confessional. All right. <laughs> because this weekend I went on a bike trip. And it was a great way to deal with the news of Roe v. Wade being overturned by spending a weekend out in the woods with some other women who are also very mad about it. Mm -hmm. And I brought a hammock with me in case I wanted to relax in the hammock and read. And as I was packing up the hammock, my friend was reminding me, hey, if you're going to bring a hammock, make sure you have enough line for the hammock. And I, was, I looked in the bag, saw this pretty decent amount of line. I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm fine. And then I went out into the woods and I realized that what had looked like, well, I saw a decent amount of line, but I didn't check to see if there were two of them. <laughs> I mean, if you have enough line, you can just cut it into two pieces. But there wasn't. There was only an ample line for one side of the hammock. And the trees out there had too much girth to put just half of that amount of line around. So I was unable to sit in a hammock because I didn't bring enough line. And the trees were too far apart. 
and too big. They were too girthy. So that's it for you. That's what happened to me. <laughs> this this poem anyone... is a poignant even as an adult. It happens. <laughs> Has anyone ever been comfortable in a hammock? I don't know. I don't. Some people camp in hammocks. Like they they bring a hammock to sleep in, and I don't like things that move. And I also don't really like being doubled up. Well, not really doubled up, but you know, your body's in kind of a V shape. But I, they're better than like trying to lie on the ground or something if you want to be lying instead of sitting. From time to time, I see them mounted on balconies out here, and what? I have no idea what audience that is for. Huh. I guess if it's just like the one day a year that it gets really hot. Well, I mean, they don't protect you from the heat in any way. I guess they, yeah. I guess they lift you above. Well, no, actually, it's kind of nice to be on the ground. If the ground is not that hot, and you are hot, and this is something I a method I used while I was biking out there. So when we stopped, there was a patch of shade, and I sat on the ground in order to try to get the ground to absorb some of my heat from my body. So you don't even have that benefit when you're in a hammock. And if it's cold out and you're in a hammock, you have no insulation. Ground should not be confused with concrete. Why? If it's summer, you should not lie on the concrete. Oh, no, I was on concrete. It was shaded concrete. It was great. Oh, I was picturing a Texas parking lot. No, this was shaded concrete, and it was great for removing heat from me. This is the same weekend, I believe, as the amazing heat dome that killed a bunch of people last year. And it got is it up. really? Has, has it been one so. year? I think it's been exactly one year, and on that same weekend... It was also really freaking hot again this year, but not nearly as deadly. Yeah, they were all complaining up here about it. I decided to get a ride back from the camping trip because I don't sweat very much, and I so I can't bike <laughs> above 95 <laughs> degrees or I will overheat. When was the last, I think the last time I went camping, it's going on a good 15 years. It's not That has never been in my wheelhouse. I don't really like camping. That might surprise you, but I don't really enjoy sleeping outdoors. What I do enjoy is traveling to a cool place and being able to stay in that cool place. When I go camping, it is simply a method to be in a nice place that I enjoy. Sleeping outside is not at all desirable to me. I mean, there's people with houses or hotels. (laughs) I know. I much prefer sleeping in my house than sleeping outside. But if outside is cool, I mean, not temperature cool. I mean, that's better. But if outside... <laughs> but if this al- is a shambles. God! If outside is a fun place... Ugh, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> if it is in my better interest to wake up outside, I will. <laughs> On the I subject of camping... Yeah. Camping has become a, a euphemism for seeking an abortion. Yep. So that when people are off in camping sites or help going camping... It's a way to try to get around any kind of legal implications or uh, platform censorship or anything of the like. I don't know how successful that will be, but it's interesting. What's, what did they call it in the 50s? Wasn't it like visiting family or something? Maybe. I don't know. That would be a good thing to know. I am proud of Oregon, which I think might be the only state to have zero, like absolutely no restrictions on abortion whatsoever. Yay, Canada. And good for Canada, but don't think it's not going to come there, too. I've been seeing a lot of think pieces about that. So I am a dual citizen. If I were to want to have children, 
I would want to have them in Canada because it is not safe to be a pregnant person in the United States in an area where abortion is prohibited. No, it is not. It is not. For two reasons. One, you might have a pregnancy that's a great danger to you or a non-viable pregnancy or something, a chromosomal abnormality that you don't want to carry to the bitter end. Or you might have a miscarriage that's just perfectly natural and the law will come after you for causing it in one way or another, even if you did no such thing at all. The, the dog has caught the car. We've had single-issue voters for fucking 40 years now, and they've got what they wanted. Oh, it's not and enough. now it's coming for everything else. I know, and it's coming what, for... Like, it's coming. Uh, it's coming for sodomy laws. Those are gonna go back. I mean, I would say I guess you guys can't enjoy your anal sex anymore, but we all know it won't actually be used against heterosexuals. <laughs> no, of course not. No, at least not white heterosexuals. I might as well go ahead and do mine because <laughs> we're talking about exactly the same. Thing. Uh, okay, Russ, what are you reading today? I am reading Dinner Guest. Okay. When the razor tooth slime comes to my house to dine, you may find me in France or Detroit, or off to Khartoum or in the spare room of my Uncle Ed's place in Beloit. You may find me in Philly, Racine or Rabat. You may reach me in Malmo or Gore. You may see me in Sikkim, and likely as not, you will run into me at the store. You may find me in Hamburg, or up in St. Paul, in Kyoto, Kenosha, or Nome. But one thing is sure, if you find me at all, you never shall find me at home. Please describe the image. Well, the razor-toothed slime is apparently a Lovecraftian terror beast, standing what looks to be a hundred meters tall, Big old razor tooth poking out of its <laughs> binocular head, so you know it's a predator. Um, do you think that's ostrich. a razor tooth, or do you think that's a tongue sticking out? Either one. Feet like hands. Feet like people's hands. Those kind are of good. like, but also bird-like. Yeah, legs with probably many joints. Yeah, it's a it's a good creature that. Oh, and it's it's and I, and you know it's scale because it's just towering over a house. The house is three stories. The beast towers over it. It's out of frame. It's it's incredible. It has wings kind of like a giant tree. Hey, Russ, what's the symbolism here? Is the razor tooth slime Republicans? Oh, no, definitely not. I wouldn't go that surface level with it. Well, how do you make the connection? It w was the little news piece. How to move to Canada. Google searches jump 850% after abortion ruling. After Roe v. Wade was smacked down... Everybody in America wanted to figure out how to move to Canada. According to the Daily Hive, this is interesting, South Dakota had the most searches. Wow. Um, per capita or in total? Well, that's a good question. They didn't specify. And so, and the Daily Hive is a bit of a rag. That would be incredible if it were in total numbers. If South it Dakota... It would be. <laughs> <laughs> South Dakota has all of 85 people living yeah, here. Yeah, and every single one of it is searching for it multiple times in the day. Just everybody needs to get out of South Dakota. <laughs> everybody does need to get out of it's South like, Dakota. That's the way they want it. They keep voting that way or not voting that way. When I first moved here, 
I was surprised by the lack of a national identity. On The Simpsons, the old joke was, ah, oh, Canada, why would I want to move to America Jr.? And But that's kind of real. And then later to come to find out that Trudeau had gotten raked over the coals because he had said the same thing like four years earlier, that Canada didn't have a national identity. Jan Martel, born in Spain, now living in Canada, uh, author of Life of Pi, called Canada the greatest hotel on earth. <laughs> and, and I have no room to talk because, you know, I fled Texas for Canada. Um, I got married, and so I took the easy route in. I mean, but I have the was... easiest route. I could just get my damn paperwork in order. <laughs> Russ, can you project manage me and make sure I do that? Although I'm not totally sure I can because my, my U.S. passport's out for renewal right now, and I don't have it. Yes, I will keep pestering you. Okay, if you need a lawyer, you. I've got one. No, I mean, it, I, I literally just have to do paperwork. But this happens whenever any big political event comes down. When Trump was elected, how do I move to Canada? When Biden was elected, how do I move to Canada? When Obama was elected, how do I move to Canada? And if Obama gets elected, and then who's searching move to Canada? It's Republicans who would hate it here. <laughs> like even Alberta's kind of liberal compared to everywhere That's in America. so strange to think of them being like oh I'll just move to nowhere Canada and somehow that'll be more conservative that'll, that'll than be here better. it's like you can't bring your guns anyway but the new take and I'm seeing this all over the place is oh there's nothing you can do even voting doesn't help to which I reply how do we know you won't fucking vote this amazes me. The last time we had more than 80% voter turnout in the United States was 150 years ago when women and minorities still couldn't vote. Hmm. I pulled up numbers. Like the most important election in our generation turned out to be the 2016 presidential election. 59% of people turned out. That's not 59% of people. That's 59% of registered voters turned out. Right. So nearly half couldn't be arsed with it. Just couldn't do anything about that. Well, you do Texas, know there are places where people have to wait in line for hours. And I live in a different country, and I can vote. We always we talk that. about this all the time, and we, we really disagree on the reasons why. Yes. And I say, if you have to look at Oregon, and, and you can only expect to size Oregon, because Oregon makes it as easy as fucking, po as po fucking possible by just... Filling out a ballot at your home and putting it in the mail. And so, Eggs. those people who don't vote in Oregon, sure, say all you want about them. But anybody who has to stand in line for hours, like, some people just can't. This is going to be my new thing. Like, I've never had a thing that made me feel like doing something, and this is a big one. Oh, you should. If you can um, think of what to do, you should totally do it. I'm also seeing blame for the whole Roe v. Wade thing shifted in every direction, particularly at Democrats that have been sitting on their fucking hands. How do you have control of all three branches of government for a year and a half and you haven't done shit? Oh, you haven't tried. You, see you haven't tried today? to get anyone. Has any legislation for adding members to the court come down? Packing no. the court. No, none of this. How about any kind of voter protection? Nothing. No. Ending the filibuster? So, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> Do you also, see the news piece today? Where, yeah, what's the news piece today? Oh, well, apparently Biden is going to nominate an anti-abortion judge to appease McConnell. 
And McConnell says he won't obstruct any more appointees if he if Biden does this, which we all know oh, is... Surely we can trust Mitch McConnell. Uh, he, Anyone who looks like a turtle with a foreskin can fucking... <laughs> he, he's very trustworthy. And he's been trustworthy every single time. He's always fulfilled his end of the bargain. He has never gone back at it, even once. Or actually, as it really is, he has never held his agreement ever. Ever. I want... I want a Democratic candidate to walk... I want someone fucking ruthless. I don't want someone who does appeasement. I don't want someone who, like, looks like looks good on camera. I want a seven-foot-tall trans woman to, like, come out on the debate stage, slap the GOP candidates across, uh, candidate across the face and go, now you do something, fucker. Civility is gone. Start... And not like people start burning things. Y'all will go to jail. I want to see politicians doing that shit they do in like Brazil in parliament where they're like throwing chairs and shit. It's like imagine if if like all the GQP got to like like what watch Trump get slapped to the ground by a seven foot tall black woman. That would be the like. Ugh. Also, Dems make election day a national holiday right yes, now. Yes, for go. fuck's sake. You can do that tomorrow. Also, Christians, I'm coming for you too. All of you are to blame. If you're Christian or a member of any organized religion, you are the problem. Your faith is a mental illness and you're in a white supremacist cult. This is your daily reminder. Anyone who tells you they know what's going to happen next is lying. No one knows what's going to happen next, but it won't be good. I was reading scenarios for what happens when the U.S. invades Canada. (laughs) But that probably won't happen for like another 75 years. My sister is convinced we're going to go to war with both Iran and Russia. At the same time? Yeah. It looks like Iran and Russia may be plotting something together. Oh. Okay. What? What? What is Russia going to go to war with? They just go start throwing bombs? I don't know. They're out of tanks. That's true. Well, They have maybe, no appreciable maybe, air force anymore. Maybe Iran has all that, though. I mean, if you can get it out of the Ayatollah's garage. I, too, enjoy the movie Red Dawn, but no. Neither one of those countries has anything to do with anything. I hope you're right. I always remember one of my favorite... I think I mentioned it on this podcast before, but one of my favorite GOP conspiracies was that China was going to launch an invasion of the U.S. via Canada, and they were going to use Stanley Park as a like mobilization area and i live next to stanley park that's fascinating that was that was my favorite conspiracy so i can go no it's it's there it's it's right there (laughs) the only chinese people in it right now are the high school tennis team and that old lady who walks with her arms all the way out for some reason Hmm. 50 percent of canada lives south of north dakota i would just like to point that out again in a month, I'm going to fly from Vancouver to Toronto, and most of that flight is over the U.S. That's <sighs> Borders are made up. You should uh, you should moon the U.S. while you go by <laughs> the whole the whole time, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. WestJet does not appreciate this. <laughs> Settle down. Well, do you have any uplifting thoughts for the No, listeners? I fucking don't. I really don't. I'm not going to try. Let's see. Oh, I'm going to a bunny cafe. <gasps> oh, I remember the bunny cafe. Yeah, you've been to the bunny cafe. Those bunnies are soft. They keep getting in new ones. I think that their stock just keeps getting adopted. And so, oh, you know, how they awful. Bring in fresh ones. Oh, how terrible. <laughs> fresh ones. 
And now they've started serving ice cream, and the ice cream is pink. And Jesus Christ, what is this, Barbie? I love it. I'm going to a bunny cafe with pink fucking ice cream. I love it. Take a picture.